Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. I play this again. I play this again. A sinner comes before you and begged for forgiveness. I play it because a jury has found that Kevin Spacey is not guilty of what he was accused of. They did not believe the story uh, almost, what, 35-something years ago of the guy who said that he was sexually assaulted or whatever by Kevin Spacey. A jury has cleared Kevin Spacey of wrongdoing. Does it mean he didn't do it? Nope. Does it mean he is innocent of this? Nope. Does it mean he is not guilty of it? Yes. What does it mean for all the people who have canceled him Oh, Taken jobs gone. away. Yeah. He has lost a fortune and not guilty, not liable, at least, in the sexual assault. Now, people are going to want to dig their heels in and go, yeah, but we know this, and he definitely had that, and he kind of admitted it. He is found not liable in the suit brought on by the very guy who said that it happened. He was 14. Kevin Spacey was 26. This was uh, years ago. A jury of five men and six women deliberated for 90 minutes. Uh, and the verdict was read. The lawyers seemed dejected completely, evidently, as they left. Spacey dropped his head. The verdict was announced. Uh, his attorney said, I'm great, grateful to the jury for seeing through these false allegations, which are now what their claim is, that it never happened. No truth. No truth at all. Any of the allegations. Right. This, uh, uh, the, the guy who made the acquisition says he's deeply grateful for the opportunity to have his case heard before a jury and thank the members of the jury for the service. Lawsuits always been about shining a light as part of a larger movement that stands up against all forms of sexual abuse, a world that is free from sexual violence of any kind. Well, the jury said there was none. And now what with Kevin Spacey cancel culture? Now what? Because if I'm Kevin Spacey, 
who lost his job on was it House of Cards? Is that the name of the show he was on? Yes, yes. That was a lucrative job. He has lost God knows how the many billionaire movie roles. Uh, where he filmed the movie. Oh, that's right. And they ended up. And he was the lead. They put uh, Christopher Plummer in his place or yeah. something like that. Like in the last second, they reshot all those things. You're right. And that went on to win Academy Awards or be nominated and stuff. Uh, the countless amount of roles he wasn't considered for because of this. Um, I'm not saying Kevin Spacey's a good guy. I'm saying that in America, back before it went crazy, you know, the court of public opinion didn't loom Wait large the trial. like this. It did not. Well, they didn't, though. We never have done that. No, we haven't. But we used to always be a little bit less. I, I, you just kind of have to lay behind the couch and lick your wounds until it all came out in the wash. There was no just, this is it, it's over, he's done forever. And that's what happened to Kevin Spacey. Um, he still has one case left. In right. L- in London. This was the big one, though. The, in London's the one that's got the other guy, but this is this was of, huge. I don't know. This one's, uh, yeah, this one was the biggest one, so maybe it's looking yeah. good for him in London. Uh, sexually assaulting three men while he was the artistic director of, of a theater. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe that goes the other way in a British court where you're guilty until you're proven innocent. But here, I mean, the dude has lost. I, I can't even count how much money he's lost. I can't imagine in a, in my head how much money he's lost. Does he have a right to get it back? Would we further hate Kevin Spacey as a society as if he got his lawyers to start suing, you know, the executive producers, the the uh, people who didn't stand behind him, the jobs lost? Who does he sue? Does he sue this rep kid? Rap Even if kid? he does, he, he can't get, get his get money this. back from that kid. Well, he yeah, won't, but I mean, got no money. Right. He can't sue the kid who got him, but he can try to ruin him the way, you yeah, know. But, I mean, at the end of the day. Right. And it, it isn't about money. Yeah. It would be about, uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to crush you. Oh, yeah. You're never going to make a dollar again without it coming to me first. And that's, ba- and you know, I'll never get the money that I lost, but I'm taking all of yours. You're he not going to have this, any uh, London thing out of the way. But right now, the way Hollywood works, it's all about, you know, it's potential phenomenal redemption deal okay you're back in the mix he's gonna is know, he people because he's controversial still to some nobody's people. touching him he's not, not yet not, not, not yet but i, I agree, think there's I agree a with brady's saying there'll be a yeah there'll be a comeback, well there'll be a comeback sorts. and yeah. it'll be weird yep. and it'll be a movie that is not be good jokes about it and, yeah and it won't be like a high-end production like you know he's Busy doing another star that, but it still hangs over him a little bit. He won't be in the. Is Mel Gibson? Well, Mel Gibson was on the. The dangerous thing about Mel Gibson was he was on tape saying the things. Yeah, we got Mel Gibson doing it, so it's easier to just go. He like we caught him. He is no jury had to decide whether or not Mel Gibson said anything. We all heard it, and it's like, oh, he's and agree disagree that he was drunk, lost his mind, heat of the moment, said some terrible things. You should allow people. You know some transgressions in life, and say this might have been his rock bottom, and we got to peeping Tom our way to it. Unfortunately, that was supposed to be something that was between two people, and it got to all of us and yeah. allowed us to have judgment on it, which isn't fair because put yourself in those shoes. Last time you were uh, irrationally angry and started to scream something at somebody, and you realize, oh my, is this even who I am? So everybody's and had that moment. And two different occasions. And now imagine, yeah, now imagine, uh, you know, your inner thoughts basically being transcribed and put out on Twitter and guaranteed to be you. You would be a dead man too. So was Mel Gibson a dick and was he a horrible person? Uh-huh. But is it constant? Did he deserve to lose every job he had? We all knew he was going to be in trouble for it. Kevin Spacey, however, <laughs> accusations, 
Turned out a jury says, not enough here. I mean, the dude is entitled to something. I think. You know, yeah. and by that I, rationale, I, I, isn't I he entitled to a comeback? Absolutely. And that would be the apology that we would demand of him had he been guilty as a society that doesn't understand why we need an apology but would get one. The apology back to him would be, forget it. I am allowed to do movies again and you guys can come to him. And our apology would be going to a Kevin Spacey movie. Our apology would be like, we accept you back into the fold, but it won't happen. Even though he's innocent, though, are people still going to some you know, people hire him? No, 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 no. People have made up their minds. He's screwed. That, yeah. The danger of the court of public opinion is it doesn't change. He bought his innocence. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't change. Well, yeah, you, you'll, you'll make an excuse of why he's for, oh, of course, rich guys get away with it. That kind of thing will happen. Or it, It's never going to be just because it wasn't enough. The people who have dug in and hate it will make an excuse to, that he's still a horrible person. And the jokes about him have been But what the they Netflix are. documentary... You know, will be a nice little page. It'll be a great documentary, and he'll yeah, maybe. But I'm Should not. Be. I'm not a company that's going to risk my name to put money on that right now. Not until the London thing's done. Yeah, it'll be. Then, then yeah, it'll be ten or fifteen years before Kevin Spacey's old bones will be in some documentary talking about this. I don't think he wants to talk about it, but it may be the only job he can get right now. Does he even want to jump back in after being, you know, other they than all lose do. a lot of money? Oh, for some I reason, they, ego. for yeah. some reason, all of them want to be. He did that video where he sat in front of the fireplace as the character he wasn't allowed to be anymore yep. to tell America how things were going. Remember that weird, he was the president from House of Cards and after he'd gotten fired like a year later, he did that, was it a Christmas thing where he yeah, wrote? It I, was just strange because it's like, you got a lot going on. You know, it's that uh, it's a very strange situation because whether or not I believe Kevin Spacey is a weirdo, which I do, and he's done no favors to the public as far as like making himself embraceable over the years. He's not he's not like one of those teddy bear types where you liked him anyway. He was kind of prickly anyway. Uh, but now that he's that this has happened, you're sort of sitting there thinking, think about if that was in your situation that the whole world just threw you under the bus. You've lost all your jobs. You've lost all prospects. You've lost it all. And then it turns out later, you might not have done it. You might have been telling the truth. Whether people believe that or not is no longer in question. They've it's made a, up their it's minds. Already, yeah, it's already a weird thing cast. in the court of opinion because you've mentioned before, Jack Nicholson's stories are legend about yeah. what he's maybe done, maybe not done, what's been accepted. He's done his company not. that That's he's hanging around yeah. with. Yeah. Roman Polanski right. had the, the rape in his party. And he's gotten a pass the entire time because he's Jack Nicholson. He didn't do anything. He was just adjacent to bad things. He never got caught doing something. Well, in But this he had case, parties with 15 and 16-year-old girls. When to leave. Which, by the way, used to be a thing. It used to be a huge thing. It's not necessarily something we're proud of, but it used to be a thing. And, it used to, and you can't hold people responsible for that now. If they didn't know it was bad then because it was just, yeah, it's against the law, but eh, everybody turns a blind eye to it. Drunk driving used to be that way. You used to be able to give a cop like 20 bucks yep. and go, are we good? I'm sorry. Or they would just say, get out of here. My uncle got pulled over by a cop while he was drinking. And he's like, we need to get you home. Like right now. Like the goal was to make sure he got home. Like you weren't going anywhere else, but they'd get you home. And then it turned into a thing where it's like, this is not working. People are dr And it was the right thing to do. But you're not going to go back and go, he used to drive drunk all the time and never got caught for it. Now we're going to punish him today. This retroactive punishment thing is, is not right. And if you've, you know, if 55 years later when you say, yeah, I didn't like that happening, you've lived your life long enough to know that maybe you just took care of it. 
if Kevin Spacey was serial raping kids from from that time on, right. then people need to know. But if you're one guy that happened to 45 years ago and you have no evidence of it or proof of it, there is some sort of a thing to say, I want people to know this. But also there's a deal where you're like, I need to just deal with it myself. Because I'm going to – the ridicule that will cause ripples through many, many lives might not be worth it. Sorry. The thing I thought of was look inward and I immediately – Yeah, look inward and then but, Brett's going to yeah, laugh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Look inward. I don't think anybody's you know in some sort of a, a situation where somebody assaults you that you shouldn't tell or do something about it. And sometimes it takes a long time. But when the – Jury comes back and says, eh, well, court of public opinion doesn't matter here. We haven't seen any evidence to, to put belief on this. You're free to go. And this is no longer in question. And that guy's getting no money from it. What, what do we do as a society now to fix that other than Kevin Spacey's got like more court battles to fight on money he lost? And the, the biggest one will be that movie and the House of Cards, yep. which just canceled him. Because they didn't want to stand behind the guy. And rightfully so at the time. Those are pretty serious accusations. But Once that one's done, I immediately team up with Alec Baldwin for a Western. <laughs> right. Do a Western with all the other. Canceled in the Old West. I'd watch that. Kevin, we have to get out there and shoot some people. Haven't we done that enough? You need to rescue that small boy. No way. <laughs> Kevin Spacey watched a little boy drowning. Please, sir, help me. No. <laughs> I don't touch kids anymore. It's not worth it. I'm drowning. I'm not getting in there. Let me get him. <laughs> Alec, quit shooting at him. Put him out of his misery. That's the way things work in the old west. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and him need to do a movie together. You go in town and feel it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's the only line Kevin Spacey needs to learn is I'm not doing that. As Alec keeps telling him what's in that school bus full of children is burning. You need to go pat them down. I'm not doing that. They're burning to death, you bastard. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I guess the only thing to do here is shoot them, put them out of the misery. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I, but it is kind of a weird thing because it's like, all right, everybody. All right, TMZ. And a TMZ covers their ass by writing the word allegedly all the time. Right. But they, they paint they paint Just, the picture yeah. and never sign it. Well, then they they do the media tours. Like people from news organizations have people from TMZ yeah. on to talk about something they know nothing yeah. about. As the experts of people who follow celebrities around, they're like, yeah, we're pretty sure this is the thing. And these are the exit. Allegedly, this all happened. But it's, you know, when you say the words, this all happened, that's what people hear. And then the word allegedly is like, well, it's 50-50. And I'm not responsible if it didn't. I'm just telling you what I know happened. And then I'm throwing allegedly on there in case somebody says it doesn't. They exonerate themselves and spread these stories and destroy lives. All about the clicks. Yeah. But, I mean, that's always been the case. The clicks are a new, a new a thing. But the it. thing that I think bothers me the most sometimes is the apology. When it's like Kevin Spacey, yeah. if they'd say, oh. 
We're sorry. That's all it Who, is. Who, TMZ? They never Whoever, apologize. No one doesn't apologize. And when they're asked to apologize, they wouldn't. it's weak. They wrote the word allegedly. They would never have to apologize. Yeah, that gives them the out. They've I'm never had to say like, um, 60 Minutes has some, had yeah, they've to apologize made, a couple times, and it was They've made terrible really, mistakes. Yeah. And that's different. Like, like they didn't say allegedly. 60 Minutes does exposés. Right. Where they're uncovering something and saying this is happening. And then, you know, misled someone. Then they have to do a retraction. Newspapers have done that forever, but TMZ and the and the public, we don't have to say that anything. We're just like, ah, well, that's over. His life is forgotten. And meanwhile, you know, somebody took forty million dollars away from you in work, and you're you know struggling to find a new gig because that's all you do. Yeah. What's Kevin Spacey going to do? Go roof? Right. How many jobs did he have lined up in a year? You look right. at his his uh, IMDb. He was yeah. doing sometimes three, four projects a year. What was he averaging a year? Yeah. Before all this, because he was doing pretty well. I still like American Beauty. Still a great movie. So we'll see what happens. I just found it interesting that it was just one of those things. It's like, oh, well, we didn't see that coming. Anyway, ignore it. Um, Even the article I read still kind of at the end said, yeah, but we all really know what happened. You know, they're hanging on to it because it's, it's better for them to have it continue this way but allegedly covers your ass allegedly is the one thing if you're reading those stories that is thrown in there as the one word that makes it so the writer doesn't ever hold responsibility for all the claims in there somebody else is saying this somebody else is making it. allegedly the way it's written makes you think we all know what's real it's a weird world but that cancel culture thing might start biting itself in the ass cannibalize itself when you start going after God, people i hope so me too <laughs> And I don't want guys who are actually raping kids and stuff to no, be no, no. set free or, you know, not in trouble for it. But, you know, and they're, you know OJ's, and I, OJ's a perfect example of how this has always been going on. We all think OJ did it. He did. Allegedly. <laughs> no, he did it. I'm not throwing a, I, I'll go. I'll take a chance. OJ sues me. OJ did but it. There's a difference in saying, well, he was civilly liable. Right, right. Nobody says that. Right. Nobody walks around and goes, no, no, careful with that. Careful. He's civilly liable. That's all that happened. Not gu- OJ was not guilty. Look, the family's getting money from him, yeah. even though he didn't do it. But the, the court of public fit. Yeah, the must co- quit. Right. And the court of public opinion is that OJ's a murderer. I don't do anything to help that cause go the other direction. I think he did it. I'm almost positive he did it. If there's any. Hey, like ounce of me that believes otherwise, I don't know. But he's he's not guilty as you know through the the jury process. Definition Just like uh, Casey Anthony, yep. well, boy, Chris the women Jenner, in this, they hate that. Chris Jenner said the other week, talking about the trial. She's like, I was with Nicole when she bought the gloves, and when the trial, why would she even bring that up? I know. Yeah. And she goes, I just had you know my husband was representing at the time, yeah. and I it was just. Tough, yeah. but I'd keep my mouth shut. Well, then keep it shut. What's what's thirty years later talking about your glove purchase uh, going to do? Like, she's doing that for her own gains. But OJ's a perfect example of the cancel culture destroying a man, and I mean destroying a man who essentially, if you look at it from a perspective no one looks at, is an innocent human being who lost his wife. I mean, nobody sees OJ for that. A poor bastard who had a road trip, and while he was gone, his wife's head got lobbed off, and everybody's like, you did this. And then when it turns out he didn't, nobody's ever consoled OJ for the loss of his wife. Now, OJ's done himself no favors. But completely 
uh, like you look at his Twitter comments, that's the best thing going on Twitter. He puts out his video and it's like, what does it feel like to kill someone? Like the first comment is always like, I bet Ron and Nicole would have loved this opinion of Patrick Mahomes, murderer. I mean, that's it. That's what people think of him. He's not guilty. It drives people nuts to hear that. But fact of the matter is, he's not, oh, he's civilly liable. All right, that's different. That's six people on a jury out of 12 saying we think pretty sure that he did this. You don't need the full jury. You, trust me, uh, standing out there, all you guilty weirdos driving around, would would love to be in OJ's shoes and have that entire jury say there's not enough here. We all watched the trial. We all got crazy about it. We all speculated. The jury wasn't allowed to. The jury sat in a hotel room and was only allowed to talk to other jury members. They didn't get to watch the news. They didn't get to sit, listen to dumb radio shows, talk about that whole thing. And OJ's life was destroyed. Now, I'm going to take a different position for OJ. He's a widower who's had some of the worst luck I've ever seen a man have in his life. (laughs) That poor son of a bitch. That's not a popular opinion, is to be OJ empathetic. You see what he's gone through, Brett? His wife was murdered. It's rough. And then he was on trial for it. Luckily, he They're was... They're still out there. He's not killed. And the murderers the are still case. There. He has to live every day in fear that these people will kill him someday, too. That's why he can't go to L.A. The killer's still out They're there. They're still there. And he's recognizable. Hopefully with this, uh, you know, this DNA testing, they can find the uh, real... We'll see. We'll see. But that's, that's a perfect example of how the court of public opinion just doesn't matter. Uh, and now it's stronger than it's ever been. Because it'll destroy someone and not care when that person's like, I didn't do it. And it's been proven. So what? We've made up our minds. It's not good. Speaking of DNA, did you, this is, I think this might be one of my worst fears. And I'm probably on this road. Uh, some dude in 2004 fell off a building on Monroe and Central. I remember this story. Fell off a building on Monroe and Central. I remember on the news, they're like, if anybody knows who this is, let us in. Now, 2004, they had DNA and all sorts of stuff, but he wasn't in any database or anything like that. So they couldn't identify him. He had a prosthetic implant in his ankle, and he had, you know, no teeth, hadn't been to it. So he Was that in the uh, the tower, though? I don't know what building was that it was. the no Westwood idea. Ho thing, or? I have no was idea. A, Monroe and Central. Okay. I don't, know. don't all those parts have... Like your your serial, serial number, right? right? That's what they didn't. So they didn't. They found out who he was this week. So 2004, they had no idea. They didn't know. So through technology and all sorts of other stuff, they finally identified him. And it turned out he was just this guy who's kind of normal. Moved here and hit rock bottom in the 90s. Became homeless. Uh, drifted around the city. Had no identity. F- jumps off this building. Find him dead. And they're like, we don't know who he is. No one knew who he was wow. anywhere. At all. They couldn't identify him. Nobody was missing, no, nothing. And they finally identified him uh, just this week. I think yesterday they announced it, who it was. And that's like a horrifying thought that it all falls apart and your life turns into, eh, I was, nobody knows who I am now. Even, you nobody. know, even uh, the relatives had, uh, there, there weren't, weren't any. any. Yeah. Nobody knew he was missing. He had been kind of drifting along for so long that, uh, but he, you know, like you said, the, uh, you know, the, the serial numbers on implants and stuff. But here's the problem, though. And if you look this up, Uh-oh. here's the picture that they're like, does anyone know who this is? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Chaka Pacani. Oh, my who God. Who drew this as the thing to try to identify wow. this? You're not going to find should, anybody on, is, that looks like that. Is that, that what, the, what he looked like when they found him? And that's it. This is the post splatter. 18 years later, though, they finally found out who he was. But uh, what's his name? 
Frank R. Beck fell to his death on Central and Monroe Street. They approached the uh, uh, project about him, trying to figure this whole thing out. Genetic genealogists worked under supervision of experienced volunteers to help with the Phoenix Police Department discover who this dude was. They've been curious about this for 18 years. The drawing of him is like, we got a seven-year-old to give us a rendering of what he thought it might look like, and uh, hopefully you guys can ID him off that. All this technology we've got, and it's a pencil drawing they were leaning on, a bad one to say we're pretty sure this is what old Splatty looked like when he was all put together. It is the worst drawing I've ever seen. There he is. This guy here, uh, Steve Buscemi's worst brother ever. <laughs> it's crazy, but that how horrifying is it that 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 your existence can turn into that? That they'll find you dead and then be like, no idea, and they have nobody coming forward. Go, he's been missing forever. We think this might be my and brother for eighteen years. Eighteen years, no one knows. No one. Like I think that's going to happen to me. I do. What? I think. I think that's. I think I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting there going, "What happened?" And that's because when you have good so fortune, sixty-eight year old man found. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen this week. <laughs> well, I know that's. What I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying when you when you it is a guilty feeling in your life when you feel like you've had some good fortune, you know. And I think there's that imposter complex that kicks in too. That's like. I'm, I'm constantly reminded by friends that go, well, like even yesterday I went out to, I had the luxury of going to a fall league baseball game yesterday, which I absolutely love. And if you haven't discovered this yet and you love baseball, it's the best thing going. So much, it's old spring training. It's the way spring training used to be before it became some weird corporate nightmare of super fans. But he said to me, uh, you want to go again next week? And I'm like, I got a busy week next week. Let me see. And he goes, what do you got to work? And I started laughing. He goes, like you work. And there's guilt in this. Right. Is that this job is not physical labor. Yep. And so arguments with ex-wife. Oh, it's a constant to make people people roll their eyes when they're like, "Oh yeah, your job's hard." And I'm like, "You try it." I said, but I do say that to construction guys all the time who are out. Well, they work harder than me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Work harder, but you know, but the definition of work, you work harder than I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm better at things than you. Right. And you're better at things than I. Right. Exactly. But you've chosen to work outside, (laughs) and you're mad at me because. I figured out how to be a jackass for a living. Nice. Yeah, I figured out how to be a smartass for money. But there's guilt involved in that. So I, I sometimes will think, well, when this all falls apart, how will it fall apart? First off, uh, everybody you know is going to abandon you. That's fine. I can deal with that. It's isolation. I've been looking forward to that anyway. Second, though, is like somehow or another all the money, is, it's gone. And then, and then you're scrambling around to try to find places to stay. Well, that's not in my mind to be like, I'm not, I'm not a mooch, so I'm not going to live at someone's house. Even if I'm in rock bottom, I'll figure it out for myself. And then you realize that five years have gone by and you've been streeting it for a while. And then all your teeth fall out and you fall off a building and people are like, what happened? And then like 20 years will be like, it was that radio guy. That's a fear of mine because it's a guilt for feeling like. You know, I've done I know, more than this. I say that all the time. I'm like, I enjoy what I do for a living, so it's not. Something that I sit back and think, oh, I work my fingers to the... B- I like this. Like, I I would do this for a lot less. <laughs> it's fun. Shh, shh, shh. But, you know, well compensated. Uh, it's easy. I, I enjoy it. Getting up going to work isn't a struggle for me. I don't hate my job. There's guilt in that. And I think that uh, in my mind, the way my mind works, is, well, there has to be a second side to this coin. That when this ends, yeah, when's the other? Yeah, when, when, yeah, it's the Tom Brady thing. It's like you've had yep. too many green lights, man. Your red lights are going to be long. It makes you makes you wonder, and then you start thinking that wouldn't be so bad, because at least I go out with a story. That's a good story. 
the story of Frank L. Beck? That's a good story. How do you just disappear from society, die, and not be identified for 18 years? Not have one person come forward and say, are there any missing people or bodies you've discovered? By here? not planning it. You must that, be a dick. To I don't think you can <laughs> or plan Or that. It. Or he's yeah. the biggest dick in the world and not one person said, haven't heard from Frank in over a decade. Like family members. <laughs> and, and they don't. Last I heard he was in Phoenix. We should call and see if they found any bodies. Ah, ah he was a dick. That's got to be it. Got to be it. But there it is, 18 years. And in the age of DNA and all the research and stuff, they could, still couldn't figure him out. That's how lost off the grid this dude was. Because 2004 was what? Well, I mean, OJ again. We were talking DNA, uh, the fledgling stages in 1995. By 2004, it was a science. Still couldn't figure this dude out. And I blame uh, the fact that they let Brady do the sketching. Brady's, I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, I of mean, course you did. You're a rudimentary child when it comes to art. Of course you thought it was good. In fact, I think maybe I have a, a side gig I could do. If you drew that right that, now. That, that sketching right there. If I give you a pencil and just said, draw a guy, it would look like that. It wouldn't, if there's no, like, deter, there's no, like, these aren't right, uh, like, people's eyes don't do this. Like, it's just not symmetrical. You're saying homeless? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. What the, else? Three things, Brady. I need you to draw a homeless guy missing a couple teeth. You would come up with yeah. this very drawing. This is it. It's horrible. Then the shading's okay, but like eighth grade art class. It is. Like, it's uh, uh, it's it, on the walls at uh, yeah. Kirby School. After right. The art. It's like one of Alex's <laughs> I drew my uncle Brian, and he doesn't really look like this, but it's close enough, and my family says that I'm good at it. So You might see that for sale at a coffee shop, too, <laughs> to support it. A school, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're eating it, you're eating the place. Well, who the hell did all the art on these walls? This is scary. Oh, we're supporting fourth graders. Oh, that's nice. Then you give it a pass. That's what this drawing is. There's no wonder they couldn't find this guy. We had a group of fourth graders pencil out what we think he might have looked like, and uh, if you guys know who it is, so his eyes were like uh, four or five inches. High. One was higher than the other by four, and then the other one was smaller. Looked like it came from another face. And this is the worst drawing I've ever seen as far as, uh, like, look at the eyes. Like, nobody's it's, eyes do that. It's almost the missing link. Yeah. If you, the, yeah. And if you also, if you erase some of this and said, here's what we before think. Before Neanderthal. Neanderthal showed up. And, <laughs> like, right between uh, straightening up the spines. This is Dude. what we looked like. Yeah. This would be the, the drawing of the skull they found in Africa. And we think this might be the oldest man ever. Here's what we think he looked like. John, what you're arguing for is a reason to get arrested at least once in your life. So Absolutely. At least they have fingerprints to identify. You know what you I with. got excited about? Something that no uh, criminal mind would get excited about. No tweaker, no Maryvale resident, no one in South Phoenix would have agreed to what I agreed to faster than I did it. When my bike got stolen uh, off my patio, they left another bike, which is a common thing. They'll ride a cruddy bike and steal a. Eh, I was you got a huffy for a pivot. It wasn't even a huffy. Huffy oh, would have been like twenty times better. This oh. thing, this thing was like a homemade, welded, no brakes, weird bike, and it was in my driveway. Well, I moved it out of my driveway before the cops got there, and she said, "Have you touched this?" And I'm like, "I have." And she goes, "Well, in order to do the DNA test on this bike to see if they're in the you database, I need to do one on you to eliminate you." And the lady was – the cop was asking, like, that's kind of a lot to ask. Are you in the database? I'm like, no. And she goes, then would you mind doing a DNA thing so we can – I'm like, absolutely. This puts me on a list. In my head, I'm thinking I can never not be identified now because I've always had the fear of dying in the streets and no one knowing who I am. 
Yeah, talk about a crazy ego hit. Like that is a fear of mine is to die unknown, like alone. And I think it's a lot of people's fears. You're just by yourself in this in the corner. Sure. It's like what happened? Like it all fell apart. So yeah, I was so excited. She's swabbing my nose and front my front door, and like this is great. And she goes, "I do have to tell you though, if you do commit a crime now, we've got your DNA and it's on for good." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not raping anybody. I don't think." That's what OJ said. I was saying extra OJ. Commit a crime, you crazy. I'm never. I'm OJ Simpson. I'm, the world is great to me. Hey, damn, that goes deep in your nose. There. So yeah, <laughs> I all the way to the brain. Oh geez, pre-COVID COVID test. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was thrilled to give my DNA to the authorities. Thrilled. Because <laughs> then they'll never they'll never draw a picture of me like this. <laughs> And then say, we don't know who this guy is. Because this is Cro-Magnon is who this is. Did a Cro-Magnon man jump off the 18th story? Man, is screaming, that Neanderthal? Peter! <laughs> as a helicopter went by, because that was his god. What was that horrible movie? Remember that? And they uh, thought out that caveman and brought him back to life. And then a helicopter went over the dome they were keeping him in. And he thought it was his god. And he started going, Peter! Peter! And he's running around. I, yeah, I vaguely we remember We did that, that yeah. for, I think Timothy Hutton was in that. Terrible movie, but that, this, that's what this dude looks like. So again, today, just for fun, go get fingerprinted and DNA'd. I know there's a bunch of you that are going to email back and go, I'm not giving the government my stuff. That's because you were going to do something yeah, terrible. Exactly. It's Encino Man. It would have been Encino Man. It would have been funnier. <laughs> Iceman. Iceman. Close. That's we're close. It. Yeah. Iceman. <laughs> that's all I remember. We did that for days. My friend Mark will be like, you got to go to the, whatever that Catholic church is on Wednesdays when they make you go to a school. Oh, yeah. His mom used to make him go, and, and I would stand outside the church and wait for Mark because all he'd do was go in and grab a pamphlet to give to his mom to say he went, and we'd ride bikes. But Catechism like, or You're going in there to visit Peter. Praise Peter. <laughs> this guy lost his mind, this caveman. But, uh, yeah. Go give your DNA or your fingerprints to the authorities today. I don't want to be on some database. <laughs> You were going to do something terrible, weren't I'm you? Not doing anything like that. No, you're not going to do it. You're already guilty of something. Allegedly. <laughs> it is a bad idea. But if you're like me and you fear that things. picture, that picture looks like you could buy it on at First Friday on Roosevelt <laughs> any day for like eight yeah, bucks. Yeah, exactly. And you're doing the dude a favor. Yeah, at eight bucks. some coffee shop. I do pencil art of uh, people that I, that have fallen off buildings. <laughs> Before or after, I can't tell. That's how bad your art is. I don't know if this is before he fell or after he fell. What it's am I looking at? It's kind of in the middle of flight. <laughs> oh, so he's like on the third floor almost to hit? Yeah, that's what we think he looked like right before he went splat. Anyway, and I know I'm not offending any of this guy's family. And if I am, you know what? Right. Screw you, you guys. You guys didn't even look for him. <laughs> for 18 years he's been missing. He never went down and, and peeped in and said that might be Frank. But, yeah, that's crazy. Frank R. Beck. And who do you call? Are you Frank R. Beck's brother? Yeah, that prick owes me money. Where's he been? Oh, we found him. He died 18 years ago. We, none of you pricks came over and said, is he missing? So that can happen. So keep it in your mind right now. Good, decent people who have no intentions of doing anything awful. I don't like the government and owning my DNA, but I'm sure they've got it somehow off that iPhone. I've I've succumbed to so many things that I act like aren't. Giving in, it's ridiculous. I was, I was hesitant on that ancestry. Sure, hand your DNA to a hand your DNA to a company scares me. Yeah, for some reason, a whole lot more than it does the government, because I've already given in to the government right a million times. I'm not giving in to you know Ronco. 
Ronco wants your DNA. You'd be like, absolutely not. Walmart needs your DNA for shopping. Nope. The government does it. You're like, they probably have it already. I'm going to get those people emailing me going, you're giving in to them and they're going to eventually take, they've got us. You're, you're emailing me from the thing they got us with. The phone is, is their uh, chains. They've chained us to these. That's, we gave over our social security numbers. That was almost worse than our DNA. The second we started handing that out like mad. Stop. But yeah, I was happy to give my DNA to that cop. If you're ever guilty of a crime, we can find you real easy now. Okay, don't worry about that. The only crime I commit is every once in a while I slide a fake ribbon over my wrist and go into the uh, VIP lounge at Sunset. You game. see where that got you. <laughs> and yeah, you see where that got me. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> 48 hours later, I'm like, God damn it, that was the worst night ever. Yeah, you're right. Crime doesn't pay. Almost got me in big trouble. And it does keep you on the straight and narrow. No, you know that the cops have your DNA. Brady, please. You do think about killing somebody, you won't do it. Please clarify. Did you say incestry or ancestry? Yeah, yeah. incestry. <laughs> <laughs> Brady signed up for the wrong thing. Incestry.com. Stupid fat thumbs. I went to uh, send it in like we've already got it. They got your incestry already because yeah. another family member was looking. Yeah. That's how that works. That's how incestry works. You go and you find out if other family members are trying to bang you. Well, good luck with you, Ancestry.com. And, ha- and congratulations to the family of Frank Arbeck. They found him 18 years ago, all over Monroe. Monroe. Uh, what's on the big uh, board of musical treats today, Bert? Our wake-up song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Riding season is upon us, so now's the time to get that bike serviced or maybe pick up a new bike. Go on in there. They got the best selection in town. Plus, they got uh, plus they got all their new winter gear in stock as well. So go to actionrideshop.com or <laughs> go visit them on Gilbert Road in Southern. Find me. Please find me. Please find me. Peter. Peter. Yeah, they found Chrome Magnet. He jumped off the building on Monroe and Central. They unfroze him and said, it's Frank Beck from, uh, let's see, 1 million BC. Turned out his name was Frank Beck. Jesus, Hobart, just get an ID card, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, but when you're homeless for 10 years, sometimes you lose it. Like somebody you stole need, your wallet. You right, know? and you need like a birth certificate. You need some other kind of proof. Right. They're not and just going to give you an ID. When you're drifting around for a decade, right. that stuff all goes you away. All yeah. Of it. yeah, it all goes away. You say you get an ID card. If I not was that when you're chipped. Yeah, <laughs> well, if I'm chipped, that's different. Holmberg, you're such an elitist. You stole your own bicycle just so you can get in the goddamn database. Yeah, that, that was a smart move on my part. You know what I should do is just uh, stage a robbery so I could give my DNA to the cops. Instead of just going down there going, will you guys swab me? I want to be part of it. Yeah, it's bad. I've already given in on so much stuff. I, I quit that hole. Don't going to get me soon. I'm gonna, never going to be on your list. I still hold on to the idea that I'll never let someone search my house for no reason at all. That's a good one, but... They got my DNA all over the place. I'm, I'm spraying it all over the place. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, they got it. I'm, I'm serial numbered all over my insides. I'm pretty sure with all these fake parts I got brewing in my body that if I burnt up, they'd find me. Even my teeth. I've got like veneers. They would know from my Fire might be a little tougher, but if you're, you know, if you're in a room, there's a good chance they could figure out just the black light. Oh, try yeah, a black that, yeah. light. <laughs> I'm just covered in semen. I would have luminol my body for semen and blood. 
Yeah, that's the thing about me, though, Brady. Even if you burn me up down to ashes, there's going to be big metal chunks. That was the thing about my dog Benny. Now, right? He had a fake knee, and those would have um, serial numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my Benny had fake knee, and I wanted to make sure that when they cremated him, I actually got real ashes, and I dug around in there and found the the metal. It doesn't burn; it's inside his ashes, which which gave me great comfort that there's actually they're not just chucking dogs into the incinerator and giving you a bunch of ashes and newspapers and things yeah, like that. You never know. No, yeah. it, it makes Who's you wonder. Check it, you know, yeah, it's a good operation, evidently. It made me feel great because I felt through there, and I'm like, please, that that surgical metal piece that was in his knee, please. And it, there it was. It said Home Depot on it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, yeah. Say, oh, you bastards charged me thousands to just lock him up with something you found on aisle 14. You had to ask somebody. Uh, what is it up there? What do you uh, want to do? On the list, we've got Mudvayne, Queens of the Stone Age, Cold, Volbeat, Parkway Drive, The Who. Uh, Which one? Pantera Twice. Slipknot, Union Underground. The new who? <laughs> the indigenous who. They're going to use your DNA you give them and pin other crimes on you if they want to because cops are all corrupt. Trusting the police is our word. No, I'd say that anymore. How many felonies do you yeah, have? Jesse, this is, this, you're screaming to me. I was framed, man. Yeah, you're, if they frame me. Your stupid system. I was probably too close to a horrible bitch crime. girlfriend. Yeah. If I'm just sitting in my room in the door, we're framing you for the murder of this, but I wasn't even in town. You, their DNA's everywhere. I'm like, wow. Believe me, it was a headache. Right. Ray Lewis. <laughs> right. 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 I'm going to sit back and take my chances that just they're not going to frame database me. database doesn't mean that they can just start spraying your Here's DNA another thing. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't just keep manufacturing to get... <laughs> You know, vats of it like you beer. Don't know. You know how much Holmberg DNA we've got? We've got to start using this stuff. They carry it in a uh, spritzer. By the by, yeah. I'm also not that important that the cops are like, hey, I got an idea. Let's frame that radio guy, guy today. I got his DNA. We, we can go nuts. We need somebody for this crime. And my, my, my cop friend, Ben Carl, would be like, there's a dead body here. You know what would be hilarious? I can go get Holmberg's DNA. But we'll frame him for this. Or not only that, it's just so much of a bug up their ass to get you rather than let the murderer, right. you know. Do you know how hard it would be to frame me for crimes <laughs> and get the entire police department in on it? I don't know. All you should them. have seen him at the lounge at the Suns game. Hey, come on. Dude's an asshole. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I sat in a chair. It wasn't me. It's white privilege. <laughs> Let's get him. It was and at then, the Mercury Finals. Yeah. And then the other, the other cop. It would have to be the, the only the people that would frame game. me would be the, if the Phoenix Mercury uh, decided to deputize themselves and start solving murders. Like, you know, and like, local artists. What are we going to do? Local artists, yeah. There's a few groups. But you'd have to get everybody on board. And even, everybody on board. Even in the local art community. And then keep the secret. One of them would be like, this is dumb. We can't do this. We're going to get caught. Don't ever walk on Roosevelt because you're screwed. Walk up and down Roosevelt every first Friday. It's easy. <laughs> Can you go to first Friday? Yes. I don't think so. Wander around and just I go. I don't think so. <laughs> Not without a mask. No, I can go up there and I walk and I will still walk right up to the artists and I'll look and I'll just go. You need a, you need another job <laughs> because it's art. It's subjective. You have to be able to take criticism. Not all your art is good. Local artists. Were you at the 311 concert? <laughs> no. We have your DNA there. It's a murder at the 311 concert. That's possible. <laughs> if I was at the 311 concert, I wouldn't murder anyone in the crowd. There would be less 311, though. <laughs> <laughs>
There'd be 11 left. Yeah. Brett and I went to 311. <laughs> <take out> three. <laughs> yep. uh, wives at the time wanted to see 311. Ugh. And we saw Trip and some of the sales like, yeah, 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 311. <laughs> <laughs> Amber is the color of your end. You guys going? And Brett and I are like, nope. I lost $3,500 in about eight minutes, and it was still better than seeing 311. <laughs> we went to the casino, and I flamed out tons of money. Couldn't win anything. And I looked at Brett, and I'm like, we're in for 10 minutes. I think I'm down 3500 bucks. And I'm happier it was still winning. here than I, it is, it's winning, winning because we weren't at 311. <laughs> I say it again 911 is less than 311. It's uh, so much better than 311. I would watch 10 911s before I'd watch one live 311. I, I would join Brady's Ancestry.com and get to town on the family. 311. Still one branch. Chia, chia. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you pick a song, Brett. I don't uh, care. Hmm. Turn me on, Mr. Dead Man. I'm not playing that, but that's funny. <laughs> Shotgun Blues is up there. We're doing that. All right. Great song. Shotgun Blues by Volbeat. This will get me back on a Volbeat kick. I've been off for a few weeks. Really? And, oh, once I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is so good. I love Volbeat. They're great. And I can't wait for them to come back to town. That's the first time I've said that about a band in a long time. Their live shows sold me on future live shows. That was so good last time. I'm like, I gotta see this again. I thought they were better than Ghost. Much better. You know, no, mean, you didn't like Ghost at all. And I well, thought we Ghost were was we good, had but. terrible sound where we were sitting, but I enjoyed Ghost a ton and walked away saying Volbeat bloom off the stage. Oh, I yeah. talked Eric Bryan. We were talking golfing last week. Yeah, and I said he was at that show and Volbeat came on to his little speaker while we we're golfing. And I'm like, these guys. And he goes, Did you see them? Like, they were amazing. He goes, Oh, they just destroyed Ghost that night. I'm like, Yep. And I like Ghost because I've seen them before and they were amazing. But where we were sitting, the sound was just horrible. But but amazing. The the crazy part is Volbeat sounded amazing from where we were sitting. That was what made me think. Why is Ghost so cloudy compared to Volbeat? Was crystal clear. Great stuff. All right, can't wait to get to this. It's Shotgun Blues. It's your wake up song. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.